3: Welcome, welcome, welcome to week 12 of Fast Action Friday and happy Thanksgiving to those who were celebrating it yesterday. Uh, Once again, we have a full gang here tonight, just, uh, Lewis, how's it going mate?
2: Yeah, it was a bit of a game time decision for me, Um, internet issues and I'm I'm hoping to last the course and not have any setbacks in in the middle of the game, but yeah,
3: Yeah, I'm here, let's go. Yeah, we don't want to. Eat, uh, Mike Williams kind of being thrown in and doing your anchoring again. So... No, absolutely. <laughs> Stay not. healthy, mate. Stay healthy. <laughs> uh, completing the trio, Statman Rob is here. How's it going, buddy?
0: Yeah, very good. Don't know if you can see behind me or here. We're we're losing uh, furniture very steadily because we are getting very close to a house move at the moment. So I have also taken precautions. I have gotten myself another bit of mobile kit for probably next week onwards. This is all all the uh, the setups going to get packed away. We'll be going mobile on a on a laptop so yeah they, hopefully Exciting. i can keep myself in the game as well nice love it right so um let us get rolling. there's a, there's something happening in 40 minutes i don't know it's another kind of sport event so uh let's let's get ourselves moving on to the big thursday night throwback cool so i'm going to kick off there were three games that's one for each of us and i got the the longest draw of the buffalo lions started us off early game time great for the uk fans uh getting to see a, a resurgent lions team over the last few weeks trying to continue that streak but unfortunately it was against the bills the gutsy Lions performance saw them lead several times and it looked as though they secured overtime with 23 seconds left on the clock with a, a field goal to make it 25 apiece, but you can't leave Josh Allen that amount of time. He worked his magic, a deep pass to Diggs, a carrier two to get it in range for Tyler Bass, and he got the winning field goal for 45, yard, uh, 45 yards. Um, in terms of the quarterback uh, coverage, uh, Jared Goff actually performed really well in this game watching it. Um, no interceptions um, against what can be considered a tough Bills D. 37 attempts. 23 completions for 240 yards and two touchdowns and then he only got sacked twice and looking at some of his stats he's got one of the lowest sack rates this year which is which is great for him great for the team he ended up with 17.6 fantasy points um as well as the magic that alan works in that fourth quarter he was the lead in russia with 78 yards and a touchdown and completed 24 of his 42 passes for 253 yards and a touch uh, two touchdowns but then he had his zone interception to continue some of the troubles in that area and he had a fumble as well which thankfully he picked up and scored a touchdown as well so that was 28.92 points so he performed better the rushing looked like it was a difference to be honest uh offensive coverage i'm only going to cover a very few here because we've got two other games to cover so um amon ross brown he again favored very heavily losing Hawkinson just means that he's getting a lot more of the targets now so uh 10 targets nine of them caught for 122 and a touchdown That was 27.9 points, so almost as much as Allen. And then it was two Buffalo wide um, wide receivers who came second and third, but not the one that you think of came second, Isaiah McKenzie. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie, he got six of 10 for 96 yards and a touchdown, and then Stephon Diggs did come in in third place. Eight receptions on 15 targets for 77 yards and a touchdown. Um, and a little side note, it must be comforting to know for Swift drafters, the Andre Swift drafters, that he actually scored more points than Jamal Williams this week in PPR, um, only marginally and it was only 10.3 points compared to 9.6 for Williams. So, uh, you know, small steps, small steps. Finally, defensive coverage. Uh, the Bills forced two fumbles and recovered both. Got two sacks and also got a safety as well, um, which was a big factor in them getting nine fantasy points. The Lions had three sacks and then that that red zone interception and they got themselves five points.
3: I was absolutely gutted. I wanted the Lions to win so bad. But yeah. Right, on to the Giants-Cowboys game then. Uh, I don't know whether that's just because I don't like the Giants and Cowboys, but after the excitement of the Lions-Bills game, I felt that some of the air was taken out of Thanksgiving with the Giants-Cowboys game. Uh, It stayed pretty close for a while, uh, which is better than them getting blown away, which is good. So, quarterbacks, Danny Dimes had 21 completions for 35 attempts, 228 yards, one touchdown with a fumble and three sacks. Wasn't too bad, really. Uh, Dak, 21 completions and 30 attempts, 261 yards, two touchdowns, but two interceptions and a fumble as well. So that was them. Um, Barkley, he had quite a a quiet day, really. 11 um, attempts, 39 yards. He did get one touchdown, which kind of upped his game a little bit. And he only caught four receptions for 13 yards as well. So not really much going on there. Uh, Richie James, he he got a t- the uh, passing touchdown. So that was 5-41. For uh, Slayton, he had a slow game as well. 3-63. for 63. Hodgkins, 3-31. Uh, Hodgkins? for 31. Uh, Both tight ends for the Giants. They caught one pass each. So it wasn't really worth mentioning there either. For the Dallas side, Zeke, he went 16 for 92 and a touchdown. So it was nice to see him back. Uh, Pollard still getting the touches as well. He got 18 for 60. And then CD Lamb, he had a nice day. Six receptions for 106 yards, but no touchdown. Uh, Gallup, five for 63. It was all about Schultz running down that sideline and through the middle. Four for 31, two touchdowns. So yeah. There's that. Uh, defensive coverage as well then. So just quickly, Dallas were allowed to move on this D, giving up 340 yards, 430 yards, sorry. Uh, New York, that is, that they gave up them many yards. Um, they did get two interceptions with six tackles for a loss, but that's about it. So the Dallas, Dallas D, they had three sacks, forced fumble, giving up 300 yards with no interceptions and only four tackles for a loss as well. So really these Ds, There weren't really any singing on dancing from them.
2: Yeah, it was a bit of a um, hit and miss game, that one, weren't it? Like the defence was stepping up for both and then they were both kind of tailing off a little bit. But I'm really glad you gave me the Patriots and Vikings on when you put the notes together, whoever did. But um, I didn't manage to stay up for it. I caught the game in 40 today. And Kirk Cousins getting it done in prime time so how about that for a start (laughs) Um, yeah exactly he started with a touchdown pass to yeah absolutely started with a touchdown pass to Justin Jefferson who else was it going to be and then Mac responded in kind straight away with a touchdown pass to Nelson Aguilar Patriots took the lead and then in the second half Kenny Nwangwu with that kick return he took it to the house He's a really good return man we got there in Minnesota. And all in all, it was a good game back and forward. Vikings come away with the all-important win. So quarterback coverage, both quarterbacks had a good week, I think. Cousins with a bounce back after not getting nothing going against Dallas in week 11. He was 30 of 37 for 299 passing yards, three touchdowns and an interception. 22.86 22.86 points. Mac Jones out in front on the matchup. 28 of 39, 382 yards and two touchdowns. He was just over 23 points, I think. Mentioned Justin Jefferson earlier. No shock. He stole the show. Just under 30 PPR points. Him and Phelan both caught nine balls. Phelan topping 20 points in PPR for the first time this year. Jefferson broke Randy Moss's record last night for the most receiving yards in the first three seasons and he's still got a whole bunch of games to go this year two big plays aside from his touchdown as well nelson Aguilar, 18 and a half points in ppr 65 yards and a touchdown he was the guy for the patriots yesterday tight end hunter henry and tj Hawkinson both scored the same amount of points in ppr which is crazy um i think hock had 20 less yards but two more catches or something like that both had a touchdown 15.3 points And Ramondra Stevenson, the PPR Prince, nine catches out of 10 targets, only seven rushes, but 112 scrimmage yards for 20.2 points. Defensive coverage, not much to write home about. Vikings had three sacks, Patriots had one, and of course, the interception mentioned from Kirk Cousins was took away by Jonathan Jones.
3: Sweet. All right, let's have a uh, look at this week's injury report then. But just finishing up with uh, our Thanksgiving games, we have a quick recap. Uh, Jacoby Myers, he left the game with a shoulder injury. He did come back into the game, but he's now downgraded to questionable for the week. Um, as he's already played, it's just one to watch this week. Uh, the other big one was Bill's D took a massive hit when Von Miller went down with his knee injury. It looked pretty serious. I think reports are saying that it wasn't ACL and it wasn't a tear, um, but it looks... Like it could be out at least a couple of weeks to see what's going on with that. So just keep an eye on their defence if you are using them.
2: Yeah, all in all, not too bad from last night in terms of the injuries. But quarterbacks, Kyler Murray, obviously that hamstring injury missed a second consecutive match in week 11. Full participant this week, though, so he should be good to go. Good to go. Good to go. go. And then he's obviously got the bye week in week 13 to rest up and stuff. Justin Fields, dislocation of his non-throwing shoulder. Or he played the rest of the game. Now, that that, that shows you the toughness and things like that. So he's been slated as day-to-day. But if he managed to play on the rest of that game, I can't see why he won't give it a go at least this weekend. And Matthew suffered with the concussion. He left the game early after missing a game. Um, he practised in full all last week as well after missing that Week 10 matchup through the concussion protocol. But Bryce Perkins is primed to start for the LA Rams.
0: Mm, yeah, and uh, the, the defence that are playing them um, will probably be rubbing hands together because uh, Bryce is only... You know, a lot, uh, lot less experience than the other two who were who there to begin with. I, it doesn't look good for Stafford, I must admit. I think there's been a lot of talk about whether or not this is the end of his season and potentially, you know, with chats with with his wife, you know, it could be the end of his career, which is which is such a shame. I mean, he's such a tough competitor, isn't he? But you've got to do what you've got to do. Uh, we're moving on to running backs and we may see the return of Gus Edwards once again. Where, um, he missed week 11 with a knee and a shoulder injury. Coach Harbour, hopefully his return will happen in week 12 and a full practice on Thursday looks to be uh, confirming those those thoughts too. So we should see Edwards uh, behind the line once again. Joe Mixon has definitely been ruled out for this week. So uh, he went out in the third quarter against the Steelers. He was absent on Thursday and Friday. The coach, Coach Zach Taylor, did confirm that Mixman's not playing, so Samaj P. Ryan will look to be the running back one in that team this week, um, with potentially Chris Evans hovering behind as the number two. Uh, Leonard Fournette, he had a very nicely timed bye week for his hip injury, so he had a couple of, a couple of weeks to recover. Probably won't miss week 12. He was limited on Thursday, which is... Uh, Good sign for him to start. Not so good for Rashad White, who did start in Germany in week 10. So, you know, that backfield may be back to a committee stance.
3: Yeah, on to the wide receivers then. Gutting for Oneil Robinson, Torres ACL. So he's done for the year. Uh, more worse for the Giants wide receivers, unfortunately. Uh, the Chargers can't have nice things as they lose Mike Williams again with his ankle. re aggravated his high ankle sprain in the second quarter versus Chiefs last week. Uh, Jamar Chase, his hip is uh, its going to be a game-time decision as that has kind of come out today. Um, he has been back at practice. For me, I just don't see how they play him. Until it's completely right, I don't see why you would play him, especially how well they've been doing lately as well, but we'll see, especially with coming up to uh, Christmas now. So. AJ Brown, he returned to practice after an illness, and that's about it for the wide receivers. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, I I agree with you with Chase, really, because it's not like they don't have any other receivers. They're they're very fortunate with, you know, T Higgins and Tyler Boyd as the wide receiver three on their team. He's brilliant. And, yeah, I, I agree with you. But tight ends anyway. Kyle Pitts, he tore his MCL week 11 against the Bears, placed on the IR, so he's going to miss four weeks anyway, likely to have surgery so he could miss the rest of this season. Gerald Everett, with his groin now, he dealt with the injury all week, limited participations leading up to week 11. Eventually, he was inactive. They'll hope to get him back for week 12, I think. Kittle had a similar injury six days before week one, and he was sidelined around three weeks, wasn't he? But other than that with tight ends, so you had uh, Mark Andrews and David Njoku, they made their successful returns on Sunday last week. Um after missing a few games apiece, but it's looking okay, I think, at the minute. That's it. So, the next sed- section is weak points. No teams on the bye this week um, because of Thanksgiving, so it's a full complement of fixtures. And the weakest against the quarterback is actually the Lions, who opened the Thanksgiving slate on Thursday. Josh Allen topped 30 points, no surprise. Dolphins in second with 22.1 points per game allowed. They face the Texans now. Davis Mills has been benched. Um, Is it Kyle Allen? I think he's getting the start. And Inferred is the Raiders 21.4 points per game. They're at the Seahawks, and Geno Smith has been cooking this year, so I, I'd fully mm. expect more of the same.
0: Who put that in there? Who put that cooking in there? Oh, Russ is going to be so <laughs> up Love
3: it. Right, weakest against running backs, uh, Texans. They are averaging 28.9 points. And this week they go up against the Dolphins. Uh, Wilson has been getting the majority of the snaps, but most has been good at complementing. So they potentially both could have a nice week this week. Uh, then in second place is Browns. They've been averaging 27.3. This week they're up against the Bucks. So we just talked about uh, Lenny. And we've got White seems to be topping the depth chart as well. So we'll see what the snap percentage is going to be like this week. Again, just watch out for those injuries, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, then, third place is the Chargers, twenty-five point nine on average. This week they go up against the Cardinals, so Connor could have a little, little, you know, have a little game this week. Yeah,
0: nice. Um, wide receivers, and it is Steelers who are now uh, up up here again. Um, they are on Monday Night Football this week, and they're against the Colts, which is good news for Michael Pittman. Paris Campbell has been a bit questionable this week, but has done well recently, um, building up that rapport again once again with Matt Ryan. uh, And maybe we will see more from Alec Pierce this week. Um, Second, we've got the Falcons against the Commanders. They're giving up 34.4 points a game. Curtis Samuel has been a bit of a consistent factor with his rushing and his receiving. Now Johan Dotson's back after his injury. We've also got Diami Brown as a touchdown-dependent impact player as well, so some some uh, groups to watch out for there. And then Titans, they are in third. They are up against the Bengals, and this is this may be why it's probably a good idea to avoid putting Chase into the side because it's a nice easy matchup for them. He is back at practice, as we've already said. Um, Nathan, who released uh, Fantasy Focus earlier on this week, he has burrowed down to score three passing touchdowns. So could one of those go to Boyd? Could he go to Higgins? Trenton Irwin, he even got a little bit of time in the last few weeks uh, while Chase has been out. Uh, Mike Thomas has been released. So that's more to share around if Chase doesn't suit up.
3: Nice. All right, so we're going to the weakest against... uh, Oh, sorry, go for it.
2: No, I was gonna say you have to go to the air to beat the Titans, don't you? So, look at all pass catches on that offense for the Bengals.
3: Yeah, they're looking looking sweet at the moment. And yeah, why would you put chasing? Just getting healthy, especially with the run up to the uh, playoffs now. Right. So weakest against Ty, and then Cardinals top of the chart sixteen point six this week. They're up against the Chargers. We talked about Everett coming back from his injury. Now, if he is back and looking healthy, then it could be a nice one for him to come back to uh, get involved, especially with some of the wide receiver issues that the Chargers are always having as well. Uh, Then Seahawks, they are literally 0.1 behind 16.5. They are against the Raiders. This could be a nice bounce back for Foster Moreau, especially after having a nice, uh, sorry, a quiet game last week. And then in third place is Dolphins, 12.6. This week they're up against the Texans. Um, well, they have a new quarterback this week starting for them as they bench Mills. And um, you've also got to realise that the Texans don't ever really use their tight ends. OJ Howard is down as their starting tight end, but you must have some serious issues in your fancy team if you're looking at Texans tight ends for, for your team this week. <laughs> So we'll, we'll, we'll stop there. Um, let's get into it. Flex of the week. And straight into it. So, I'm just, again, I'm going to go with Everett if he is back from his injury. I've said Mike is back injured again. Alan's working his way back to fitness. It is a nice spot for Everett to come back and get straight back to it. As we've already alluded to, is a favorable matchup against the Camel today. So one thing I'd just say is careful with his injury status. He may well be back, but it also could end up being a game-time decision. So just keep an eye on it. I, if he's there, I'd definitely be smashing him in with the way that their uh, catching ability is.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um... Cardinals are one of the two that you want to plug your tight end in against. There is two clear at the top of the pile, isn't there, in weak points since the start of the season? But I am going for Raheem the Dream most. Uh, so he's lost the lead role in Miami, right? Um with Jeff Wilson Jr. arriving. But they face Houston this week. That is a quilted Andrex soft on the tushy matchup <laughs> against the Texans. And he still has the upside. Since Jeff Wilson's arrival, he's had two touchdowns to Jeff Wilson's one. I think he's easily going to get double figure points this week. And Raheem the dream. That is my flex of the week. Nice.
0: Yeah, I can see that working. I can see both these working. Um, I think the, the weak points one is definitely, you know, it gives you a good guideline about who, who you can pick, um, which is why I chose some of my last picks on flex of the week. Um, I've been stung twice now with recently traded players. Uh, so I'm going to move away from recently traded players and I'm going to choose someone who is not a big name like Claypool or Kadarius Tony. I'm going to choose someone who has done a lot for the team they play for at the moment. They're someone who is truly flex worthy and that is Kendall Hinton. Uh, quite, a, quite a left field pick. He has not been traded, um, but he <laughs> does step in at quarterback. He doesn't do very well, but uh, he does step in where he needs to be uh to be used and that's exactly what he's done uh in the absence of kj hamler and jerry judy he's seen a huge stride in snaps since the bye week uh i think we're looking at at least 85 percent uh plus in these last two weeks and as a result he's he's gotten his fair share of targets something that really stands out about uh hinton here is his yards per reception um the smallest that he's had has been eight yards per reception which is which is pretty good uh, the last two games it's been over 15 yards per reception uh, and he's coming up against a beating up panther secondary so bad news for for my team but um hopefully good news for my flex of the week
3: nice yeah no i like him i've been watching him especially since we went to see him in, in london we' just every now and then he just kind of crops up and you think oh actually this this guy's mm. especially with wilson uh losing his wide receivers left right and center he's He's found himself a nice little player to kind of get a few yardage. So, mm. it's
2: I've, I've only paid attention to this because of my over investment of the one player in my IDP leagues, especially dynasty ones. Right? Jeremy Chin is back this week, right? For the Panthers, uh,
0: yes, I think he has returned to practice.
2: So I've had to remove him from IR in a few leagues. That's why I'm just uh, just clarifying it with a Panthers fan. That could spell very bad news for Denver. That game could be very, very low scoring.
0: Yeah, I think Cortland Sutton is still there. He's going to be the main uh, main receiving threat, and I think as a result, I think a lot more targets will come to Hinton. Yeah,
3: and no, Chichi, you
0: got Chi there as well.
2: Yeah, it's just it's it's the case of next man up, isn't it? There's plenty to go around, and yeah, I'm not saying I hate it. I just love Jeremy. Tim,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I like yeah, I like him as well. I like him.
3: Right, boys, that's it. Another week in the bag. We've got, uh, including this weekend, three fantasy regular season games left, which is nuts. Absolutely nuts. But. As we've got a more important game this evening, we need to uh, think about that. We Obviously, we may or may not have any US soccer fans watching before tonight's game. Good luck to you, but obviously I'm rooting for my England boys. Uh, anyway, we'll hope to see you back here, no matter what the end result is for Week 13. Uh, so, until then, keep looking.